Hey, welcome back to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. Hey, today we got standout ball player from Marion, Mr. Michener. How are we doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, do, a, do everybody a favor. Introduce yourself. Tell everybody just a glimpse about you. Um, so I'm AJ Michener. Um, I went to Marion High School for mm-hmm. four years. Um, graduated in class of 2021. Um, I'm from the area. Uh, my dad grew up here. My mom's from Gas City. Um, I, uh, played a lot of sports here. I played baseball, football, a little bit of basketball. And I wrestled a lot. Um, and yeah, I kind of just. Yeah. Just, I got a question. Cause I think wrestling is, uh, different than, than wrestling, golf, Tennis, it's, it's such yeah. a different uh, sport because you actually, in order for you to get on that mat, you got to be... Yeah, you got to be the guy. You got to be the guy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm big into wrestling because yeah. it's, a, it's an individual sport. Yeah. Um, everything's on you and how much you want to put into it, how much effort you put into it. And my dad had me and my brother in it. I mean, I was probably four or five, mm-hmm. and my brother was four or five, too. And I wrestled until... Middle school and um, I loved it. It was my. It's, it's probably still my favorite sport, but I just um, yeah. I took more of a passion in baseball when I got into high school and stuck with it, and I'm still doing it till today. So. There's something about the game of baseball. Yeah, Ted, I, I I don't. It's the ups and downs of it, I guess. It is. You know, it's going it. going through a going through a, a a slump and coming out of it, and and then having a a couple series of of success, and then you go through that slump again. Yeah. Ups and downs, man. So I got a question because you're a pretty big dude. Yeah, you take your dad now. Oh, I, I can say it as much as I want, but I know he'd be listening to this and say he's just in the uh, background laughing. So. Yeah. <laughs> But no, you're up here right now from Texas. You're on winter break. Uh, yeah, uh, so. we got on on this last Friday. So, and, and tell our listeners what you're doing in Texas right now. So I go to Arlington Baptist University. Uh, it's a NCCA uh, D1 um, in Arlington, Texas, about ten minutes from the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Wow. Um, so yeah, I live in a pretty big area, um, and I'm still playing baseball, trying to continue my career as long as possible. That's awesome. That's kudos to you yeah. for continuing your education. And yeah, what are you going to school for? Um, so I'm getting a bachelor in business and sports management with a minor in ministry. Awesome! Oh wow! That's awesome! Yeah, yeah, man. Sounds like a, a young man with a bright future, Ted. It does, and it's yeah. you can tell. It's yeah, just, he's got yeah. his head on his shoulders straight, and man, but that's uh, that's key right there, brother. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So what's life like down in Texas playing ball? Um, where where at, that kind of thing is life down there, yeah. isn't it? I would say the the biggest difference to me is the heat. I mean, it, you know, I got there in August and 5 a.m. It's already 100 degrees outside. <laughs> so um, you got to just you got to be conditioned. That's one of the biggest differences I've noticed from Indiana. Um, they take it seriously. They always in always in shape because they have to be because uh-huh. you'll pass out because you, um, you're not conditioned. So, yeah, heat um, stroke or something? Yeah. Wow. 
So uh, hydration. Yeah, hydration's key. Yeah. Very key. So. Yeah. So have you got to experience the Friday night lights down there? Um. No, I have not. But uh, I'm planning on it soon. Um. I did get to watch some of the uh, semi states and state finals. They have them at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. So uh, that was pretty cool. It, it's it's different. The um, the high schoolers down there are, I mean, just different. They're huge, and it's just crazy to me. <laughs> and and that, that, I guess a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, you know, Grant County. You know, we we've got plenty of schools, but we're not big. No, we don't have. Not I, don't know, I can only imagine the enrollment at some of them schools down there. Oh yeah. I mean. Well, they go, they go what, clear up to 6, 7, 8 down there yeah. in some of their sports? Um, I'm pretty sure some of their schools are over three, 4,000 kids in, in the area, and that's multiple schools. Right. Like Carmel's the biggest one we have in uh-huh. Indiana, 5,000, but, like, they have 3,000, 4,000 schools, probably 10 of them in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Oh, so, man. And that's – that's just, that's hard to fathom. It really is. Yeah. And that, but you know, but down there, you know, they they're big on like that seven on seven football too, isn't it? For some of the, the small schools. Yeah. Um. There's like you go out to West Texas. There's a lot of small communities, and they that's where they do that at. Uh-huh. Like, I got a couple of buddies who are from Lubbock, uh, Amarillo area, and they talk about it all the time that they have all these seven v seven leagues and stuff like that. So. But the, but that's big down there too. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. So so Arlington Baptist is a Division two school. It's um so it's comparable to NAIA. Okay. Uh, so we play in our own Christian conference. So we play like Kansas City Christian, Oklahoma City Christian, but like we opened our season this year with Texas Southern, which is a D one. Yep. Um, so we we technically don't play in the NAIA, but we still have our own tournament. We still play all these big schools and stuff like that. So. Man, so uh, is the difference between high school ball and and this a huge leap? Oh, it, it unreal! Just the difference. Um, high school is just you know you go to school, um, practice for about an hour, you know, yeah. kind of just do your own thing, and then you go off and do whatever. Um, at least last year and this year, um, the biggest change was like, I mean, we would wake up and go to the field and hit for hours and hours on end and then have practice. Oh. Um, and then the, we still do that to this day. Like I work out every day and our coaches, we have our own group workouts and then we go hit and uh, inner squad and yeah. then we'll go and do our own uh, workouts after. So my life is pretty consistent with just baseball, baseball, baseball. You know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah, it's a big difference. So your time management to get your studies in, is that how? Yeah. Um, all of our classes are 8 a.m. to uh, – they're two and a half hours long, so 8 a.m. to 10.45. Yeah. And then um, the, ne- or, well, the next class starts at 10.45 to 1.30 and then practice from 2 to 7. Wow. Seriously. Man, oh, man. Yeah, you got to stay with it. Oh, yeah. That's – then get done with practice and – Go home and try to study, I guess. Yeah. 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 Ooh. So well, when you were coming up, uh what what was your uh experience uh with the rec leagues and the did you play any travel? Um, so I didn't start playing travel until I was already in probably eighth grade. Um I played rec league um at Lincoln Field for I played uh 
coaches or a little bit of coaches pitch, little league there, and then the thirteen up league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played all throughout there, and then I got into travel ball when I was in eighth grade, and then I played until I was about a junior in high school. Okay, so do you feel like travel ball helped you hone your skills, or I'm what, not gonna, or I'm, is it just game experience? It's game experience, absolutely. Um, I feel like I learned the tools. Um, I, I got to take a lot of thanks to my dad. He, I mean, he was really in my life to, you know, grow me as a player. But the travel ball thing is to just get the game experience, you know, kind of simulation of playing a four-game a four game weekend, you mm-hmm. know. Like where I play now, we play two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. And it's kind of that same tournament setup where you play two games. Maybe, pay, maybe you play Friday night. But you're definitely playing two games Saturday and then probably two games Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of gets you in that, um, yeah. how games work. Yeah. Yeah. It prepares you for for that. Because, you know, everybody's got their own opinion about travel ball, you know. But, you know, I, I, I think it's helpful. I've seen some organizations be okay. And I've seen some organizations be, like, fabulous. Like, extremely – like yeah. – Holding college workouts for the kids in their in their yeah. organization, and yeah, I guess it's like everything else, Ted. You know, well, you know he mentioned Lincoln Field. Yeah, I, I played there back in the late sixties, early seventies, <laughs> and I'll tell you, the uniforms we wore—you would think they were blue jeans. They were so heavy. <laughs> really? Even the shirts—I mean, they were just so heavy. And of course, can you still fit in it? Probably, <laughs> but but you know, but you know back then you know that practice you know yeah. each team maybe had two or three helmets so you had them little earmuff <laughs> things that you had to wear uh, yeah at practice you'll and, see those occasionally man yeah and that's uh but but back then at Lincoln Field there were there were two little league fields and and then they had the one Babe Ruth field we called mm-hmm. a Pony League back then yeah and that's but actually I think that's where Marion High School played a lot of their games until they. Built their uh, stadium. Yeah, we put we put all of our games there. Um, I love that field, man. I, I to this day, it's it's like home. You know what I yeah. mean? That's the field that I grew up. Uh-huh. You know, I love. So it. So when you walk on it, a lot of memories yeah. come back. Oh yeah, when I well, when I come home, when I came home in uh, of last year in August, like I would go and hit tee. There's uh-huh. tee work out on the field to mm. just like see where all my balls were going and stuff like that, and I. I was just having flashbacks, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about all the games that we played. So yeah. it was a good time. That's that's always cool. So yeah. do you have, when you think back then, do you have any coaches that really stick out in your head? That- um, I would say for the, for like Little League, my, my dad was my coach all the way up till I was um, in Pony League. And then Mark Fagan, um, great dude. I love that guy. Love yeah. him to death. Um, he's a... Good dude, hardworking coach, always wants the best for his players. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, he's a good good coach for Marion High School. I like it. Yeah. I like him because he's intense, too. Yeah, he is intense. I, li- I like he, a coach that's got yeah. some intensity. And he, he rubs people the wrong ways sometimes, but hey. it, you need it in your yeah. life. Man. Yep. It ain't got to be easy when you're done. <laughs> you're going to have bosses like that in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have some guy you, you just cannot – you'd rather take your time getting to work, but, you know – at the end of the day, you're like, man, maybe that dude does know what he's doing. That's true, yep, right? And that's, but, but that, that's like your dad. You know, he did great when he ran when he ran the league out there, and, and I think Mark's going to do just as well. You know, it's yeah, 
times are times are changing now. You know, yeah. it's a lot yeah, of a lapped. lot of communities are struggling to to field enough teams. Or what was Coach Tino like? Any you know, different than Dad? <laughs> um, you know, he has always just been the, like everybody gets a wrong impression of him how they look at him because he's got tattoos, big tall guy. Mm. Everybody's always they're like they're intimidated by him, but he's really a sweet guy. Um, but Coach Tino's a little different. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll say that he never was hard on me, but he was hard on me all the time. <laughs> yeah, It's hard to step out of yourself because I'd say that, you know, about my own kid, but she would be quick to be like my dad as a coach is a butthole. <laughs> but I, was, you, I, I always see it when dad's coaching, they either go two ways. The kid does whatever he wants and gets away with it, or the kid can't do enough and still hears right. about it. Yeah. Um, I, I was our lead, like I was the leader of our team, and mm-hmm. I was the one who got held accountable for most of the things that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so he would – it's not like he was mad at me most yeah. of the time. He was just mad that he couldn't get mad at everybody else, so he brought it out right. on me because, yeah. you know, yeah. that's just how it works. Maybe he felt that he, you could take it. Yeah, I could take it, you know, yeah. I've well, heard that. It, it, I've heard a story about somebody like that before. Well, it's you gotta. Whenever I did it, you know, I was always a little bit harder on my own kids because, yeah. like you, you know, your kids usually pretty decent, so yeah. they need to be the leader. And you know, and like you said, your dad kind of you take it out on your own kid before the rest of the team. Yeah, absolutely. But, oh man, there's nothing wrong with that. Nah, I think because. I, I I didn't scream at my kid, but she can take harsh criticism. Right. You know, and she can see it as, okay, it's constructive criticism. It's not, man, you're always coming down on me. But I think that's part of the soft skills that are lost anymore. No, you know, as kids absolutely. Grow up. Yeah, because yeah, you're going to need that when you hit the – the workforce. Yeah, it's, when you're pre- done with it's prefer- prepared me for the real world because mm-hmm. once you go to a big city, nobody really cares about your feelings. You know, <laughs> <what I mean>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't care about those. So. so, what's your college coach like? Um, his name is uh, Brad Bass. He is um, uh, from West Texas, he's from Lubbock. Uh, he's the sweetest man I've ever met. Man, he's a good dude. Um, real soft spoken. Uh, never lashes out at us. Um, he just expects what he expects, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not he's not the type of coach who's going to run you because you did something wrong. He's just going to th- know that you know that you made a mistake mm-hmm. and you're going to change it because you want to uh, make the team better, you know right, what I mean? Right. So he's one of those guys, um, but he's a really great dude. He was at Wayland Baptist for 27 years, Wow. and um, – he uh, changed their program. He built them a brand new stadium, and he's getting ready to do the same thing for our, awesome. our program too. That'd be exciting. Yeah. Nice, it really would. Now, now, what what position are you playing right now? So right now, uh, I'm playing catcher and first, um, and then I'll DH uh, quite a bit too. So we have a we have a pretty we have an 80 man roster. Oh man, so, yeah, we have about 12 catchers. <laughs> wow, that's, that's is it always like that. Um, he likes to keep a big roster. Um, I was for yeah. I think it's been like that for a while. I mean, the, I think uh, two years ago they had maybe like a forty fifty man, but um, we've just had more and more kids just come out and 
uh, want to play. So uh, we will make like more teams, you know. So like we have a, our, it was our first year having a club team this year. So we're just trying to expand our baseball program enough to be able to keep people working, yeah, keep people going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's almost a a good thing because you know that there's eleven other people behind you that want your spot. Uh-huh. You know what yeah. I mean. So it, you, it keeps, yeah, it keeps you held accountable. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, but that's uh, you got to keep working. You got you got to work harder than the other two guys. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, you got eleven guys for. Well, I mean, there's always you got to like psychological. Right? Like, there's True. a guy who is just as good as you. You got to work harder than him. And there's a guy trying to be as good as you. So you got to Yeah. So so as a catcher, who who's your favorite catcher right now? My favorite in, in catcher, the pros Who's in the pros right now, um, Eric Haas okay. from Detroit uh-huh, the Tigers. Yeah. I love that dude. He's he's good at framing. He's good at at um, blocking balls. Like he just nothing gets past him. Um, yeah, I think I think he's going to be one of the the better catchers in the league here in the next couple of years. He's still, I think he's a a sophomore this year, so he's got a little more room to grow. Yeah. But yeah. Now, now, now speaking of the catching position. Okay, I'm, I'm sure probably when you started, you were, you were just always in the squat, right? Yeah. But now, now it's not. You most catchers have one knee down. The one correct? knee down. Yeah. Um. So I depending on who's on base, what runners are on base. Um. That's how I differentiate on what what kind of stance I'm okay. going to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I'm set up in with nobody on base, I'm going to catch from a knee because it's it's it saves your Saving, knees. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But if there's in runners in scoring position, runners that you know we're going to try and steal, you got you to go from the squat. Okay. You know, so, so I got a question. Yeah. Because I, I see it in, in uh, Major League Baseball, but it's not that way in softball. I see them throwing from their knees in softball. Do, do you – have you ever done that? I have before. Um, people think like – there's some people in the baseball world who think like that makes you faster, but – Statistically, it makes you slower. It makes you at least a half half a millisecond slower. Uh-huh. So um, the best thing is just to have good foot mechanics and good mechanics through the ball to put it on the bag. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, throwing from the knees isn't a necessity to have because that's going to help you uh, drop speed. It's actually going to make you slower. Okay. So makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but, yeah. Let's. But that okay. So you got a guy stealing, and you're trying to throw him out. If, if you were, say, say you were coaching some little leaguers, what, what, where are you telling your catcher to throw the ball? At the bag? Um, Don't wait on the player to get there? Or I, if, if it's me, I tell it like my dad always told me, and I'll tell everybody, I throw at the front of the bag no matter if there's somebody there or yep. not. If, mm-hmm. somebody, if the shortstop forgets to cover the bag, that's not your fault. Right. You know right. what I mean? The ball yep. gets sailed out in the center field. It's not, it's not you who's going to get in trouble. It's right. going to be the shortstop. So. But, yeah. but yeah. you still get the air, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not fair. Yeah, no. My man wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not fair. It's not. Neither is the world. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I've seen, like, now they, they everything's changing all the time. They don't want you to reach for the ball when you're receiving it from the catcher. They want you to just let it come to you and yeah. just drop your mitt, just Go limp right there. Yeah. So um, the one of the biggest changes I've had since I came, went to ABU is how I actually hold my hand in the catcher's mitt. 
and I know that sounds weird, but my uh, one of the other catchers on our team, his name is we call him Pops, but uh, <laughs> he, he's he's old. <laughs> but he told me that to like you said, not to stick it out in frame, but yeah. he changed the way he my mitt um, squeezes. So now it squeezes like a basket almost, like a like a fisherman's yeah. like a basket, whatever. Huh. It, you know what I mean? So you go through the ball like that. Yeah. And um, it helps you. Almost uh, like a push. Yeah, almost yeah. a push through. You want, you want to meet it like you're hitting almost. Mm-hmm. You don't want to stick it hard on there and like it's almost like a bunt. You know what I mean? You yeah. want to go through the ball. Yeah. So huh. That's kind of the biggest like difference that I've noticed. So. See, that's where you ever thought about running a catcher's clinic. I I would love to. Um, that catching is my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I I'll sit and watch videos for hours on people just uh-huh. different yeah. ways of catching and what people do training wise for catching and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd love to do something of the sort. That's well. But you, you said you work at some batting cages right now, right? Yeah, That's, uh, uh, I work at it's it's called D Bat. It's in uh, Arlington. Um, it's um, it's a batting cage. I got about twenty cages um, with full length pitching ter- or pit, or terminals. Um, but yeah. Um, that's that's it. Almost sounds like that's the job for you. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's the place oh, that. Yeah. that I need to be because yeah. I, I all I do every day is sit and talk about baseball. Uh-huh. We'll we'll sit there and we have a TV in the main room where it just shows up with all the notifications. that's on on Sports Center twenty four seven. Like we got to see uh, Degrom sign with the Rangers, wow. and that was like big because the Rangers are not really all that good. And uh-huh. They got Jacob Degrom, who's arguably yeah. the best pitcher in the MLB. Yeah, so we we just we love doing that. And I love going there and seeing all the the people um, in there. You different walks of life, uh-huh. different types of baseball. You know what I mean. You got um, D one kids all the way down to kids who are five years old right. just putting a bat in their hands. You know what I mean. So yeah. it's really cool to experience that. So you watch a lot of TikTok. I, I keep bringing up <laughs> TikTok on on this program, but I. I it comes up on my TikTok algorithm stuff like uh, dogs and. stuff cooking obviously like, right but uh i get a lot of, of baseball softball stuff like that yeah. um, and then and there's this guy who's always on he's showing techniques on on batting stances and he was just breaking it down just talking and he was saying if you can catch a baseball you can hit a baseball right you're catching the baseball with your bat with your bat absolutely mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I I couldn't agree more because people when they get in the box, the hardest thing to do is that it's not the actual like stance or the swing mechanics or anything like that. It's the transfer into game time. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we take a, I mean we take a thousand swings a day. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like our swing just magically changes when we get in the box. It's the mentality that changes when you're in the box. So that's my that's my when I when people say that I 100 percent agree because all you gotta do is just catch the baseball, and let your bat do it. You keep your hands out in front. Yeah. 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 How come they don't do more slap hitting in baseball? 
Mickey Mantle. No, I, I, I've, I've watched old YouTube videos of Mickey Mantle. He used to have something where it, it, technically they didn't call it slap hitting. I can't remember what they called it, but yeah. What do you? I'm sure you've seen it in softball, right? Um, uh, yeah. So I'm not a big, not the biggest fan. Um, I'm more into why my favorite part of the game is the home runs, the long balls. Okay, right? you know, so um, the small ball. Is... Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not big into the small ball. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, I would. I mean, I could see it. You know, the game is changing a lot. Like you said, um, we're getting more athletic people. And more people who are quicker can get quick move quicker down the bases. Like uh, one stat I saw was Terrence Gore. I don't know if you guys know who Terrence Gore is. He played for the Cubs, Royals. He won three World Series rings and never had a plate appearance. Wow! All he did was steal bases and bunt. That was it. <laughs> That's and he never bunted in the World Series ever. Huh. But um, for something like that, obviously, like there's other kids around here that are like that who are just speed demons and mm-hmm. could learn how to do stuff like that and change the game of baseball, you know? So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, there's individual things that, you know, if you excel at one thing, like you said, you know, you're, you're a good bunner or you're fast, you know, you know, but usually them quick, quick players, they make them top the lineup, get them yeah. on base and they're going to get in scoring position. A little Carson Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? To increase your bat speed, because um, I've seen people take like uh, deflated soccer balls and hit those things. You know, so that to me, I heavy bat. I think heavy bat's the most important. Like I use a, a thirty-six inch bat, and it's weighted probably an extra six ounces, or yeah, probably six ounces. So, um, and then just work on. Um, just going through the baseball with that, and then that to me that increases my bat speed. I don't. That's not one of my bigger problems with bat speed, but I feel like that definitely has been beneficial to me. Just swinging a heavier bat and then going to the bat you normally swing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. I don't. The bat swing thing is not too big for me. Yeah, you know. I I see like. All the time, like they have all these different devices to correct. Your yeah, I'm swing. not. Yeah, no. It, it, there's no perfect swing. There's never gonna. You're never gonna have a perfect swing. Everything can be changed, and your swing is different per person. I, I totally agree. I, I've seen somebody with the wonkiest bat swing, and if they're making contact, I'm not messing with them. No, there's no need. Right. Yep. Don't mess work, with it. If it works, you don't got to fix it. But there's always somebody out there that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's that's not the way we swing here. I'm I can like, make you yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. That's... And then it doesn't. And then it kind of interferes with your mental mm-hmm. yes. you know, confidence. Yep. But, now, now, let, let me ask you this question, AJ. Let, let, let's say high school. As a baseball player, what's the hardest thing to do in high school? In high school, it's um, – see i would say in high school it's probably it's not even has to do with baseball it's more on the staying in school and uh getting the grades you know what i mean i for me Uh for me personally i had good i had good i didn't have great grades i had good grades but what are good grades to you b's 
Man, Beige. those are really right. good. High C's, low B's. Those are really good. Yeah, yeah. To me, man. Um, I would say the hard, but that's the hardest part. I mean, um, I had so many. Not even in just baseball. In football, mm. we had so many kids just fail mm-hmm. off the team. They right. couldn't stay on the lineup. That was the problem. So um, that's that to me. That's the hardest part about about high school. I mean, I shouldn't, you know. I don't go around saying this is the way to be, but I think A's and B's get you into college. C's get you a, you know, a degree. Yeah. But I mean, that's why I said, yo. How often do you go to the doctor, Ted, and say, hey, what kind of a student were you in college? <laughs> you don't. No. <laughs> no, but that's, like I said, that, now that right there, that, that was an impressive answer, and I hope anybody yeah. that listens to this will tell their kids that. You know, hey, so you got a, a college baseball player right here, and he's telling you that <laughs> grades come first. Yeah. Um, There's a reason why they call it a student. Athlete. Exactly. No, absolutely. And I've learned from that, you know. I, this, my, it was my first year at Arlington Baptist, and I was on the ABU honor roll this year. So, like, I, um, you know, I just took more into being a student first yeah. and not just uh, an athlete. Right. And I feel like in high school you can get away with that. You can get away with – being an athlete, uh-huh. and then sometimes yeah. being a student. But when you get to college, and college isn't cheap, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So you got to be the student first and then the athlete. Yep. You know, yeah. so. So your time's wrapped up. Yeah. Man. So nutrition-wise, what, what's, what's uh, your daily caloric intake look like? Um, Don't say pizza rolls and <laughs> no, Dr. Pepper. No, no. So on a, on a regular basis, I probably eat anywhere from 1,800 to 2,200 calories a day. Um, chicken and rice. And then I usually change the meat up, chicken, beef, or pork. Um, I'll go through that so I don't get tired. Yeah. Um, I eat probably three times a day, and then I'll snack on. Like, I, I usually buy, like, protein bars mm-hmm. and uh, eat those throughout the day. So yeah, I, it's... Stay away, stay away from all the greasy food uh-huh. and yeah. staying away from all the unhealthy things. I don't eat a lot of sugars and stuff like that. That's yeah. that's the one. That's the part that kills you. Man, I got a sweet tooth, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's my problem. I'll eat a whole row of Oreos if I'm by yeah. myself. Well, my, mine's like <laughs> a bag of Dorito chips. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Those better stay away from me. <laughs> Oh, hey, it's okay to have a cheat day once a week, though. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it is, it is. But uh, there's these uh, potato chips that I, they're called uh, Southwestern uh, Heat Barbecue Lay's potato chips. I don't know if you've ever had them. Mm-mm. Those things are <laughs> freaking good, <laughs> freaking freaking good. And they got a little heat to them. But anyways, now we're talking about junk food. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So, like, you ever mix in any salmon? No, um, I don't I don't know how to cook the fish. You know, that's kind of my thing. I don't, because I'll either burn it too bad or have yeah. it be undercooked. But I can do chicken, I can do beef, ask, and I can do pork the right way. Ask Santa Claus for an air fryer. Yeah. <laughs> I do minutes. not have an air fryer. Get not. you an air fryer, 370, 13 minutes. That salmon is... Incredible! <laughs> I do like salmon. I Me do. Too. Yeah. Me too. I eat a lot of salmon, and that, that's good. You know, we can sit here and he can talk about nutrition. He's already talked about working out. You know, and it, that's what we we want these younger kids to learn that. You know, nutrition and yeah. you know, keeping your your body right is yeah. that's big. That's um, but 
let, let's kind of stay on that one question, though. So, go to college. What's what's the hardest thing to do in baseball? Um, is it hitting? Is it fielding? Is it? I mean, I'm sure it depends on the person, but um, I would say the the hitting aspect. I my per, me personally, I think I'm I'm a hitter. That's my mindset. Uh-huh. Um, I went to Glen Oaks Community College last year, right. and I the the guys I hung out with were hitting gurus, dude. They were those guys taught me how to hit. Really, and absolutely, and um, they taught me to be a hitter first because if you hit, you'll be in the lineup. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. Right. And people always say it's the defensive part. I feel like it's the other way around. If mm-hmm. you hit, why would a coach sit you right. if you if you're out there progressively scoring him runs uh-huh. consistently? You know what I mean. So I would say the hitting part is the hardest part to keep in tune. You know, you can become that guy who can hit, but keeping and maintaining the how good of a hitter you are is probably mm-hmm. the hardest part. And that's just with repetition every day and getting as many swings as possible. Yeah, on base percentage, yeah, is a big deal. Yeah, um, that and that's one I, I have a. I feel like I have a pretty good eye. You know, mm-hmm. walks are important too. Uh-huh. You know, if you're yeah. swinging at everything, what's good about being the hitter? You got to be selective. So, I, yeah. on base percentage is important to me. What's yep. the one pitch you don't like to see as a hitter? Um, high and in. Um, I love outside. Like outside's my zone. That's. That's what I love. But high inside, it's hard to get your hands around, uh-huh. and you get jammed a lot of times, which is okay. tough. Because I played in a wood bat league in last summer and broke probably three wood bats. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it was bad. So as a, as a defender, as a catcher, what's mm-hmm. the pitch that you hate catching? Um, I don't uh, want to say hate, that you'd prefer not to. Um, if Ethan Dixon's watching uh, the curveball in the dirt, that's the hardest one, the hardest thing. Because you got to block it. You yeah, have to block yeah. it. And if you don't, yeah. it's on you. You know, It's always nice when you see a, a really good catcher just be able to uh, get over it. You know yeah. what I mean? I know people can't see what I'm doing, but right. no. know, dropping down and kind of the top half of their body just. Yeah, you got to smother the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty awesome to see a really good catcher do their job. Yeah, um, and it, it feels good to do it behind the plate. You feel yeah. like you did something pr- productive for your team. You didn't yeah. let the yeah. ball go to the backstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so you help you help save your team a, a a base, maybe a run, maybe you know. So. so when you're out there, are you like, man, I've had two pass balls. No, I no. I can't. I gotta yeah, shake okay. the pass because yep, if I don't, right. I'll be thinking about it and make more and more and more. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you make the one, and then the next the next inning you go out and throw two batter or two runners out. Uh-huh. Yeah, who cares? Exactly. Who, nobody nobody remembers what happened in the inning before that. So yeah, that's yeah. key. That's what. Yeah. Too many too many kids in this generation don't understand that. Let it go. Let, let it go, go now. Uh, or let it or go. You got ten seconds, <laughs> and then it better be gone. So, but, so down there in college, are you are you guys like facing anybody that's, that's thrown over a hundred? Uh, yeah. Um, we have this. There's this guy. His name's from, he's from Wayland Baptist. He's from the Dominican. Um, he was throwing like 101. No. He 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 was a closer, so he come in for one inning. Uh-huh. But uh, many many of the guys who from the, who were there last year would tell me about him. I cannot remember his name, but he was throwing about 100 miles an hour, 101. 
That's wow. what they said. So, what's the fastest you've seen? Um, or la- faced la- last summer. Uh, I played. I was playing in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and uh, probably saw ninety five, ninety six. With a still with ninety mile an hour with a ninety mile an hour slider. Oh man, yeah, he was good. <laughs> he was a, a Davidson com, or a, not a Davidson commit, but a a Davidson transfer. So okay, okay. yeah, and uh. that's right there in that area. What's the? F- have you ever gotten hit by one of those? Um, I would say probably the the worst was uh, we were playing up in Michigan and it's about thirty out, and I probably got. You might not think 85 is enough, but 85 in 30-degree weather feels oh. like 105 miles per hour. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. So, so did you have a mark to – Oh, yeah. I got yeah. – <laughs> Absolutely. It's purple the next day, and you're oh. scared to wash it. Oh, man. Oh, it's tender. It's tender, Ted. Right, it is. That's, okay, okay jump, jump back a few years. Who was the hardest throwing pitcher you faced in high school? Can you remember? Um. So – in my sophomore year, we were playing Jay County in the semi or in the sectional championship. He had a pitcher who was going to Cincinnati. He was probably throwing 88, 90. Um, can't remember his name either, but, uh, but. I, I've checked it. I've checked in on him. Um, and he he like he pitches there. He's, really? He's in their ro- in their back end rotation probably. Huh. And then um, we played Kokomo. I didn't. I personally didn't play, but I've seen at Kokomo, uh, um, Kyle. I think his name's Kyle Davis. He plays at Louisville. Uh-huh. He was probably throwing ninety five as a high schooler. Man, and then uh, Sherez Butcher. He's at IMG Academy now. Mm-hmm. He was probably throwing ninety six, ninety five. Man, yeah. so I throw about thirty eight <laughs> on, on a, a good, good day. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad, what are you throwing, man? Field of dreams. Slow pitch softball. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Underhanded. <laughs> At my age. Underhanded is faster than overhanded. That's a... <laughs> or doesn't get you hurt as bad. <laughs> now, this this might be different, but, you know, in Major League Baseball, you know, they do that that shift. I hate shift. Okay, I just hate say, you like that or not? That's... I like toes on dirt. I yeah. think that's the rule. Um, I'm not opposed to having a shifted defender, but I don't like Manny Machado will play right field. Yeah, could you some... like break that down for the people that don't know what that is? So the shift is a way to benefit a defense by moving players out of their normally normal areas. So you have a first, second third and shortstop, if you had a lefty up and he was a very big pull hitter, they would pull the shortstop almost over top of second base and have the second baseman play kind of right behind the first baseman out in the grass uh-huh. right between right field. So the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a way, it's a way to stop good hitters from doing what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't like that. I feel like it's kind of a cheating Aspect to the game because, I mean, you can really pull one down the line and you have a fourth outfielder standing on the right field line right. and you're out, you know. Yep. So, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't really agree with it. But the the toes on the dirt is a little different. I know the MLB was talking about it. I've heard them talk about banning it in general, but um, toes on dirt means you have to have 
six infielders on the infield dirt right. at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just stick somebody out in mm-hmm. center field or right. right field, but you can shift still, but just in the infield, you know, so okay. I feel like that would be a a good compromise. Yeah. Yeah. So you're 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 probably a baseball tradi- traditionalist. Yeah, absolutely. I think Baseball should be played how it was originated to be played. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You, you you don't walk in front of the pitcher's mound when you're going back to the dugout. Nope. When you're coming up to bat, you go behind the catcher. Yep. You when, know, you, when you're running out in the center field, you don't touch in the infield. Yeah. You run uh, on the grass yeah. around yeah. it. Okay. Then you, you still got some players. and Well, you remember Sparky never, Anderson. Never step, step on the line. Don't step on the line. <laughs> yep. Don't step yeah. on them lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah it's, if I, I just lined the field. Even before the game, I'm like, uh-huh. or it's not. Oh man, <laughs> I, I, me and your aunt would line softball fields, you know, and then yeah. like afterwards, go up in the in the press box and look down at our handiwork and just yeah. <laughs> uh, well, when my dad was running Lincoln Field, that's that was my job. I, uh-huh. In the mornings, I would go out at 10 a.m. line all the fields. And then there'd be kids just playing on yeah. like, dude, like, but like I just, I just did all this work. I don't know why, but that was like my favorite thing to do is line the field. It's it was, satisfying. It's like zen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's satisfying. Zen. It's like trying to keep that line straight. And I'm like, man, it couldn't get any straighter unless I had six beers in me. But, <laughs> but no, uh, you know, and, and afterwards – looking at a nicely manicured field or, you know, whatever you could do for the field you had, you know, just make it look as nice as possible for the kids. Even though, you know, they'd play with four gloves in a, in a, right. And just a backyard. No, I, I feel like getting kids excited about what they, what they play on will bring them closer to the game. Mm -hmm. Like, I enjoy a good field, you know. I don't yeah. playing on a bad field is like okay. I'm still playing baseball, but like, yeah. I really got to play on this. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. but like, we tried to make everything look perfect and yeah. yep. drag the fields all the time and make kids excited to want to go out to the baseball field right. and play on something. Your mom and dad worked their tails off. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and, and, yeah they and did. then your aunt over here working her tail off. I'll Absolutely. tell you what, man. And her husband would. He even came down and, and fixed the batter's box here in our local local softball field. But, uh, you know, people like that are few and far between anymore. Right. Yep. So right. uh, I, I can kind of get that. You Eventually, one day, you're going to be like that, man. Yeah. Um, that's After college, I, I plan on owning, like, um, a baseball academy yeah. and fields with it. Like, And I want to do it in an underdeveloped um area like i feel like marion's not the greatest at pushing kids out to um play sports yeah and i feel like some kids just didn't get what they should have been able to get mm-hmm. and like like when i was in high school or not no, sorry when i was in middle school um my dad started up the middle school team or in um that was it. Like right. before that, they didn't have it or anything uh-huh. like that. And then, like, we obviously had Lincoln Field, but on a, for a while it was on a down on a downhill slope. Right. And um, and then my dad took over, and it got better. But 
before that, there were still kids, you know, dealing with like, oh, yeah. like this, this isn't fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like I want. That's what I want to do is get kids who don't have the opportunity to play an opportunity to play on something that they would enjoy and want to spend the rest of their lives doing like I like I do you know what I mean yeah. uh, until I'm until I'm de- dead I will love the game of baseball and mm-hmm. I love watching at any level you know what I mean so yeah that's why I want to give to other kids that's teach awesome. one teach that's, one man yeah yeah, yeah I like that that's, we need we need more young adults like AJ here that's uh now you guys are talking about the perfectly manicured field and stuff what, what's the the nicest venue you ever played on? Um, I would say I've played at Appalachian State. Um, have you guys ever been to Boone, North Carolina, or heard anything about uh, it? Yeah, uh, I've Luke, never been. Well, Luke Combs is from Boone, North Carolina. Yeah. It's a hilltop town. Um, their field is actually at the top of a mountain. You have to drive straight up, like oh, almost, and the elevation. It's like playing in Denver. Really? Yeah, it ball flies. Huh. Um, but I, if if I were somebody at home listening, or even you guys, just go, just take a uh, go on Safari and look up Appalachian State Field in the in the fall. It is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. surrounded by autumn like trees, and all all of these are uh, red and yellow, and it's just beautiful. Man, and that would I, I'm a fall guy. Uh, yeah, I, me too. I, I, or it, fall guy. It was it was autumn. Unbelievable. Autumn's yeah. I was gonna say you're not named Lee Majors. Hey, I remember that TV I show. I do, too. That was a good TV show. <laughs> you and no, you wouldn't even thought of oh, back then. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's, yeah, so that's, but yeah, because Appalachian State, I mean, I think football kind of put them on the map. Yeah. But, yeah, I've, I've seen pictures of the football stadium. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the baseball stadium. But then that's, that's like, you know, you, you're talking about wanting to do something, you know, for underprivileged kids when you're out of school. They're already thinking about giving back. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what I mean. You know, that facility down in Westfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've, well, yeah, I've played there, and that's that's unbelievable. Can you imagine if somebody did something in Grant County in like Grant that? In Grant County, yeah. Oh, my goodness. The, the it put rev- us on the map. Yeah, and the yeah. revenue it would, bring, it would bring in. That's just it. I haven't hit the lottery yet. <laughs> this was some years ago. That was on HBO Real Sports with Bryant Gumble, And back then, I'm wanting to say it was eight years ago, maybe even ten, but uh, you could – Google it and see the clip. I'm pretty certain that they said they make two million dollars in a weekend back then. Oh, that! Right. I mean, you're charging a thirty dollar uh, entry fee for the weekend yeah. and mm-hmm. parking pass. They foods expensive. They, yeah, they own the hotels. There's yeah, probably yeah. ten of them around there. Yeah, heck yeah. you know. So yeah, I I yeah. don't doubt it. Yeah, right across the street, there's hotels now. It's like, man, Colts training camps. Yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I think it was over like three hundred million or something. But you think yeah. two million dollars or two million dollars a weekend? Oh man, you're making that back in what a couple years? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good investment. Well, we're not even counting uh, entrance fees and concessions and yeah, right. So, no, it probably crazy. yeah, yeah, must be. Uh, nice to oh, have shit. something like that <laughs> to go you. to every yeah. weekend. That would. Now, 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 tell us about your trips to your away games since you've been in college. Is it is it always bus? Or are you guys on a plane every now and then? Or <laughs> drive yourself? So, like I said, I went to Glen Oaks Community College, and um, we didn't have it. It's out in the middle of Amish country. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have all these charter buses that you see. Cane's Midwest, like 
people like that on and stuff like that. We were in the the paint trucks, you know, the ones that have the the big backs to them yeah. and stuff. So, uh, and then we would carry a trailer on, and um, so it it really wasn't the best situation, but um, we did we did go on a charter bus one time. We went to Florida and <laughs> went down to Orlando. Um, so that was pretty cool. That's the coolest bus I've ever been on. <laughs> so that's so. It's good. I was that's, hoping he was he wasn't going to say I Ubered. <laughs> I, I was thinking horse buggy for a minute. Yeah, horse and buggy. <laughs> but that's kind of like a back when you went to school. Yeah, <laughs> right. Kind of like, what's that Kevin Costner movie where he was in the minor leagues? Bull Durham. <laughs> Is that yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. He played, yeah, they were down yeah. in the Carolinas, right? Yeah, yeah. And they showed all <laughs> these Durham, yeah. stupid bus trips they took. Yeah. And <laughs> How many baseball movies has Kevin Costner been in? He's been in a few. Phil Dreams. I, you I know, love Kevin Costner. Yeah, he's... Yeah. What's your favorite baseball movie? Speaking of movies. Um, yeah. Probably Bull Durham. Yeah, that, I love Bull Durham. It's yeah. a good movie. Uh-huh. That one's a good movie. And then Stan Lott, for sure. Stanlott. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's, I, I would probably watch that a hundred times a year yeah. when I was ten, yeah. you know? Yeah. Love that movie. One yeah. of my favorites. Well, yeah, so you, filled with dreams, but I, I got to go with bench warmers. Bench warmers. <laughs> bench warmers. Wow. That's, the, nat- the natural's a good one, too. Yeah, I like the natural. Yeah, yeah, I, that, that's one, if I'm flipping through the TV and it's on, I always yep. end up watching 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Of Me, too. It. Me, too. And yep. I, I've, I've never sat down and watched it all the way through. So, I've never sat down and watched it all the way through. If I'm flipping through, I'll, I'll watch it. Something always comes up. I don't know. But but I've seen the whole movie just in different increments. Yeah. But uh, the Ty Cobb movie with uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Nope. That was an interesting one. Uh, with 42, Jackie I love, Robinson. I love 42. Yep. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's uh that's what I mean. That's yeah. just a sports movie. That's just yeah. you could make a whole episode there, about that. Man, there's so many baseball movies. I, I'm almost willing to say there's more baseball movies than there is basketball movies. There might be. Okay. I would, yeah, probably. Uh, football, football movies and baseball movies are probably neck and neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of football movies. A lot of. Now, now AJ. Would would you encourage kids these days to to be a three sport athlete in school? Uh, yes, or at least two. I I a hundred percent think that your body needs the recovery because uh-huh. once you do the same repetitions over and over again, uh, you start to like some of your muscles will start to deteriorate, right. and you'll start to get injured more. You need that switch. Like in high in high school, I started playing soccer. I was a soccer player in high school, so it was a good. A good uh, offset for baseball because what were you? Uh, center back. I I was a defensive player. Okay. So, um, but it was a good switch off because I was throwing in the spring, but mm-hmm. I was only running in the in the fall. Right. Yeah. You know, and then I I played football my junior and senior year, so it was still the same thing. I was running a lot more, mm-hmm. not using my arm, but mm-hmm. my arm needed that. It needed to some rest. It needed rest because mm-hmm. if you're constantly playing over and over again. Um, you just get you have more prone to injury. Mm-hmm. So I 100% agree that kids should play more than just the sport that yeah. they enjoy. You know, just learning from my own child playing soccer, I become a soccer fan. 
I, I love soccer. I really do. Like, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for saying that, <laughs> but I really do. It's, it's the most watched sport in the world. Like, I just right. got done watching the World Cup, and you, I watched the. I watched uh, it. The uh, I was on Twitter and Argentina is just like shut down for the next like uh-huh. seven days. Buenos Aires is like there's like two million people in the city and they're walking the highways and all the roads because like that's it's what's important to them. You know uh-huh. they, they have one sport. So and I wish the U.S. was a little more um and like enjoyed it. But we I mean we we obviously have more than just soccer, but right. all these other countries, that's what they play for. That's yeah. that's what they love. Yep. And more, that's what I love about soccer. That, uh-huh. Soccer is actually the biggest sport in the entire world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You know, bigger than anything that we've got. But you know, uh it took me it took me four years to understand what offsides was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got I learned that pretty quick because that's we um George Berry was my coach in high school, and he was always talking about the offside trap. So you would just run forward a couple yeah. extra feet, and you'd catch people offsides all the time. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty fun. What, what I, I noticed was uh, a lot of people not understanding that, it, that soccer is really umpire's discretion. Yeah. They will let – they will let you play through, and, and and 30 seconds can go by, and they'll blow that whistle and decide, you know what? That was a foul. Yeah, that was yeah. a foul. <laughs> that was a foul. Yeah. But, yeah. So how, what was your soccer career like, man? Um, well, um, my freshman year, I was on the JV. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a really good team my freshman year. Um, we won – I think – I'm pretty sure we won sectionals my freshman year. Um. Be I think we'd be O'Kill in the um, sectional final. And then my sophomore year, uh, we had a bunch of seniors graduate. So um, I had the opportunity to play more. So um, I had a great time. It was – we won a lot of games, you know. Um, it was a very good experience for me. It was kind of one of the first sports I kind of grew, like, camaraderie because all my – friends in high school weren't really baseball players, you mm-hmm. know, but a lot of them were soccer players. So a couple of my good friends, uh, I got to yeah. enjoy playing the sport with them. You know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah, I, I try and tell people like, uh, soccer is a different atmosphere mm-hmm. for these kids. Right. Like it's, a, it's, um, I don't want to say more positive, but like the whole culture of it is more, you know, it, when, Okay, say, you know, in basketball, when one kid hangs his head, they all hang their head. But in soccer, they're all like, hey, no, it's okay. You made a mistake. We're fine. Let's keep going. Right. And and it's just different. Mm Mm-hmm. It's different. Well, I think it has to do with, like, the game never stops. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you hang your head, like, you're missing out. Uh, Like, the game's still going on. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I don't see a whole bunch of soccer players stop what they're Uh doing and, like, look at, you know, like, what? They missed that call because they they do that in some sports and, you know. Yep. You mentioned George, you know, he – Great guy. Oh, love Great him. Great coach. Love I, him, too. He's on my list to try to get on here. And we actually had his daughter on. Oh, yeah? Last month. Jordan. Yeah. She works for Barstool Sports. Yeah. I've, yeah he used to talk about her. I've never met yeah, her before, that's, but that's yeah. a really good opportunity. That I love is. Barstool. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty <laughs> yeah. neat. She, she was a, a, a really good guest. She, you know, another young adult that 
had their stuff together. Mm-hmm. But what's what what's your off season like right now? I mean, I'm sure you still like you said, you know, you're you're hitting almost every day and Yeah, well but, um right now, um I've gone to the I haven't gone to the academy yet, but that's usually where I try and go hit at. Um but workout wise, I still work out I've worked out every day since I've been here. Um I, I, that's in general for me, but I still, I still do that. Um, the off season is just a little different in the fact that we're not like when I the fall season uh, we inter squad every day. We would mm-hmm. inter squad from Monday through Friday. Okay, and you know I'm not so I'm not catching and I'm not playing first. So that's really the only difference. Really, is the defensive part of it. You right. know, I'm not getting those those catching reps. Right. I'm not catching pitchers, and I'm not fielding ground balls, anything like that. So how, how soon before your season will start when you guys will just jump right back into it? Um, so as soon as we get back, I get back. I fly home on the 10th. Practice starts on the 12th because we come back to school on a Wednesday, I think. But uh, 5 a.m. practices, conditioning, and then class, and then uh, normal practice. It's probably a shortened practice since we had to get up in the morning, but – and then our season starts on February 10th. Man. So while you're here, you're just chilling, right? Uh, no, actually. Um, no? I've been working. <laughs> I work 5 to 2. I just got off today. Oh, man. All right. So, All right. Yeah. I, I still got to manage my time the right way. <laughs> but don't you want to enjoy, like, hanging out with the family and stuff? Yeah, like I, I, do, I do make sure that I hang out with family and friends. But I need... The structure, you know what I mean? Right. I yep. can't just come home and Lay around. sit on the couch all day, you know <laughs> oh, what I, I mean? I'm just not that type of person. I have to have to be doing something constantly, you know? So, works. I go work, I work out, and then I have that time to do whatever yep. I want, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. Now, wait, let's put him on the spot here. He's talking about working out. <laughs> yeah, you like ever go down to the fire station and hit the weights with your dad and the other guys down there? I actually... Um, well, I don't really go to the. I don't have anything at the fire station right now. But me and my dad went to the Y on Tuesday, and he made me look like a little kid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you're watching, um, it, it, one day it's coming. One day's coming. For you. <laughs> it may not be soon, but it's coming. Because <laughs> well, I've always wondered that. Because because used to didn't they most of the fire. Stations they had some weights in there. And those yeah, guys, um, I bet there was some pretty tough competition going on. Between oh yeah, some of them guys. My my dad still he when he's at different stations he works at station two over on Miller. Um, they don't ha- I don't think they have a, a weight like a weight set there, but I'm pretty sure some of the other ones do. And he was out at um, like station four, and him and one of his buddies would just work out all day. Yeah, when they had nothing to do, they'd go on runs and work out. That's it. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm ready for that summertime, spring come around. You gonna start working out? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start lifting too. <laughs> I'm gonna run, gonna, dude. <laughs> I can't hang with you, Ted. <laughs> I gotta take baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we we need to mention though that you know this episode, you know AJ's mom is sponsoring it for us. Yeah, with with how reality. Sweet, and that's uh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's uh Thank you, Mom. Yep. <laughs> we thank yeah. her too. And that's Thank you, Mrs. Michener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we yeah, again, 
we can see that you're going to have a bright future, man. Mm-hmm. You, you seem like you got your head on and you got your eye on the prize. Thanks uh, so much. Local, county, uh, athlete that's, that's, you know, making it. So yeah. and, and we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, like I said, we're, you're a very impressive young man. And yeah. yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Well, no problem. Just, you know, tell all your friends, you know, go, go put a bug in. Mark Fagan's ear, say, hey, <laughs> yeah. don't you forget about them guys. You yeah. Know? That's, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. You want to give him some rapid fire? Yeah, yeah. Let's go quick. Let me ask you some quick questions. You give me an answer off the top of your head. Who's your favorite baseball team? Uh, Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Favorite all-time player? Uh, Pete Rose. Okay. Favorite sport to watch? Football. NFL or college? NFL. Favorite team there? Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Uh, Franco. That's, uh, that's yeah. rough. They're that going to retire his number tomorrow, weren't they? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's rough. Well, that's tomorrow's a, the uh, immaculate reception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, anniversary of anniversary. that. You remember watching that? Or you just seen highlights? I don't know. I actually seen the game I, when I, it happened. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah. I think, I think. I'm old, remember? What year was that? This is the, is this the I've fifth? I've seen the highlight. Is this the 40th year? The 40th? I think uh, it's the 40, 40 year anniversary, four. I think. 40, I yeah. Four. So. four years old. Yeah, that's. <laughs> now, my math so, is probably so, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I like the, the Reds. He's answered there, the, the Pete Rose, but you know, I think you got a Yankee fan over here. I don't know what's wrong with him. You know. <laughs> I, I would. It'd, it'd be probably better to say what is right with me. <laughs> There's too many things to say what's wrong with me. You know, yeah. I, 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 Red Sox have always been mine, but, but of course I was, you know, I was named. Ted after, I was named after the greatest hitter ever. Right. <laughs> you, you, you think anybody will ever hit 400 again? Um, no, no not with the way pitchers are right. are going up. Um, you got guys now sitting in the early 2000s, 90s. They're 92-95, now every major league pitcher is throwing at least 96 miles oh, an yeah. hour. Okay. And if you're throwing anything below that, you're either a, a guy who has a bunch of junk uh, or you're on your way out. You know, so. Yep, it's knuckleball pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever have anybody can throw them? Um, Those are pretty tough to catch. Nobody's no, been able to do never, it. Never really? Don't they ever. move? Yeah, they should, yeah. I, yeah. You know, like people would, would mess around and just yeah. throw them like – and warm ups and yeah, they move a lot. Uh, very, they'd be very challenging to catch. But no, I've never had a actual knuckleball pitcher ever. Really, never once. I always wondered that because you, know, you watch it, just, it on TV. It looks and uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, R. A. Dickey uh, was big for a long time. He was probably had like a fifteen year career, and he was specialized in knuckleball. Mm-hmm. And he could he would throw it with two fingers and the other hand on the ball. Most people throw it with like all four fingers yeah. on there, uh-huh. but he would throw it like that. And um, it was untouchable for the longest time. It was just untouchable. That and then, then now you got all these submarine pitchers too. Oh, uh, that, that that's the hardest to hit. Seriously, that's is it? the ball um, does the exact. It's almost like softball pitching. Like everything's backwards. Fastballs run into you instead of away. Yeah. Especially like I'm a righty righty matchup. Uh, they're gonna fall. Um, I've had I've had pitchers who can throw sliders that go up. You know what I mean? They they go up and because they they come from almost at their feet. Uh huh. You know, so it's just very different. And, you know that, that 
I think that's probably got to be one of the hardest things in sports to me is, is to hit a baseball. It is the hardest thing in sports. I mean, it's unreal. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think uh, you have to be very talented to hit a baseball. Mm-hmm. I can't hit a softball either. <laughs> I'm a I'm a horrible athlete. <laughs> Ted, it's good, yeah. good podcast. Yeah, we thank really you for coming it. on. We want to yeah. give our sponsors a shout out. We want to give the people at Beast Prince over in Fairmount a shout out. Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0. Thank you so much for all you do for us. And uh, you know, if if you need some beard oil or just to get to smelling clean, go see Mama Pearson's over. Or Mama Pearson Soporium over in uh, Gas City. That's right. Yep. Thanks so. to our sponsors. Yep. Thanks to our guest. Yep. Thank, Thank you, you again, man. Hey, and Merry Christmas to everybody, yep. too. Yep. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>